everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Having been poor is no shame, but being ashamed of it is. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? Mm. I'm good. Good. Especially good, because I'm researching episodes again. Oh, feeling, I'm feeling part feeling of it. it. Yeah, getting back into the swing of things. <laughs> kind of missed, like, being in the weeds. Yeah. And, um, I'm just drinking, you know, an alien church brought to be brought to me by a good friend of mine in Colorado. Who? Like hand delivered to my house. How? It's really it's really classy. Who's that? You. Oh. You're welcome. Alien Church by Tired Hands. I went to mm. Ardmore, Pennsylvania when I was home for Christmas. Picked up uh two hundred dollars worth of beer cans <laughs> and uh brought a four pack over to your house. D- did you ship any of them home? I did not. I drank all of them while I was while I was there. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah, we had a party and uh, on Christmas, uh, not Christmas Eve. We had a party, like a Christmas party, my parents' house, yeah. and that was pretty. I was just feeding everyone those beers because I was excited <laughs> to just share those beers with other people. Because the first, high ABV, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some friends that stayed pretty late, uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, there was a. Those were. I. I drew, well, the first day I came home, it was like I. I. I Is it your friends and your parents' friends oh, all no. come together to the party? Oh yes, that's yes. But only like, my friends drank the beer. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah! Like that? No, no, no! <laughs> it's yeah. My parents' friends, my friends. Like it's a whole big thing. That's that awesome. Do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and you guys and all too. like. Is there like a line in the middle of the room and like your people? It definitely gets. That, do they mingle? No, it definitely clicks off. Oh, okay. you know, we all go to separate rooms of the house and, you know, congregate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So do you like Alien Church? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it's a good beer. I love me a good IPA. It's a New England IPA, too. Mm. I am also drinking a New England IPA because I always do. Uh, it is called Galaxy Double Dry Hopped Juicy Bits from Weldworks. It is made with Citra, Mosaic, Eldorado, Eldorado and Galaxy Hops. I should just start guessing if you're drinking a beer from Weldworks. Uh, I mean, it's it's like you know, it's one of the mm. nicest um, breweries in the state, and I I just I just drove there on Saturday to go. They have a ton of variety of stuff. It's always you always have a different can. Always. Oh, different, they do. Uh, Last year they brewed a hundred different beers. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that was their wow. goal. This year they don't. I don't think they're doing nearly as many. But uh, yeah, there's always a variety. I just uh, my friend almost brought over. He forgot to bring it on Christmas Eve, but he uh, an eggnog barley wine. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I didn't I get to have it either way. I have a mint chocolate chip stout that I just got wow. from them. Yeah. Anyway, um, today's catchphrase is brought to you by the man of the hour, who we're talking about, Benjamin Franklin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did he send that in via email or Twitter? Uh, time, time travel. Oh, time travel. Yeah. Of course. So today we're talking about how to be like Benjamin Franklin. Turns out he's, he was a pretty wicked, awesome guy. Yeah. I read his biography by Walter Isaacson, which I think he's like the biography master. He gets all the good ones. Yeah. He does get all the good ones or he picks all the good ones. Well, actually Mm. Steve jobs went to him and we're like, you're writing my biography. Um, I I I liked the beginning of it, and then it, as soon as he got into the politics, I was like, "Ugh, snooze mm. fest." For me, personally. <laughs> for me. But his early life is, fa- I mean, fascinating. 
Mm. Like he was certainly a doer. And we're going to talk about all of those things. Um, so let's, I mean, let's get into some of the things because like his, he has got a lot of principles that we can sort of relate to personal finance. Mm. Um, should I read this thing right here that says life isn't a game of intelligence. It's a game of wisdom. Benjamin Franklin may have been one of the wisest men that existed well ahead of his time. And that is certainly true. I, I would say don't read that. All right. Well, I just did. So, <laughs> no, uh, so I was, I was, I just kind of write like what. The, the onus of the episode, and it was this. There was this interesting thing I was reading, where someone would. Uh, so every year, or, or most many years, Warren Buffett does this thing where you can um, uh, bid to get lunch with him. Oh, and then he and then he donates it to charity. And this guy, you know, asked him during lunch, like, "Who would you like to meet?" And um, he was like Isaac Newton because he was like the smartest guy. Yeah like possibly ever or, or so also a re- also a recluse right i mean to get all that stuff done yeah. you can't really talk to people <laughs> right and work right and uh You're too busy warren throwing buffett, apples in the air <laughs> that's right. right um and then like warren buffett was like you know and benjamin franklin and he was like he thinks he's was the wisest uh person yeah of that that he knows of and after looking through some of his stuff like he certainly was wise beyond his times Yes, there's certainly a lot to get from the doc, from the biography, um, and very responsible with his money, mm. and uh, a businessman, and a hard worker, and a politician, a Renaissance man, and yeah. we're going to talk about some of the virtues and core principles that he lived his life by, and see what we can gain from that in our uh, 2019 existence. From his, and if you're hailing from the future, you could even maybe glean something in 2020. Yeah. And he loved fucking prostitutes over in France, baby. So <laughs> if you're into that. No, no, that wasn't not, in the. Uh, uh, we're not getting into that part of his life. Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> we already got into it. So <laughs> the infidelity ran strong on that one. Uh, so let's let's. All right. Aside from that um, part of his life, let's take some principles. This first one is accept full responsibility for your life. And what do you what is what did he mean? What do you think he meant by that? Um, what so so he was uh, born a, a poor man. Yeah. Um, his his family was not wealthy, and he he made a, a ton out of himself because uh, you know he and he could have wallowed in the fact that like you know he was born with such terrible circumstances, not terrible, but you didn't have money and and whatever and. Uh, yeah. He took responsibility and, and made something of himself. Um, and oftentimes, uh, I we from emails we get, you know, people blame their financial situation on you know their their parents or their significant other or some this thing that happened to them, and you know, shit happens. Sure. And sometimes it sucks, but that was the hand that was dealt. And once you can own it, then you can fix it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think he was a stoic person. Mm. Not that I remember reading, but it is sort of that like that idea of stoicism, where it's like there's there's an obstacle in front of you, and instead of like freaking out and blaming it and yelling at it and cursing and whatever, it's like okay, here's the obstacle. Let's find the way around it. Mm. And let's be, you know, it's, it's it's easier to say than actually do. Because I would love to be 
a stoic human person, but I am I'm certainly not. And when like shit gets handed to me, I'm like, fuck, I got that shit. Like I'm just I'm losing it. And then I'm and then finally I sit down and I breathe and I'm like, all right, well, like, how do we figure out this whole you know, rental property situation. <laughs> like that's, you know, and that's one of the more recent things, but yeah, it, it's, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can get dealt a shitty hand and, and whatever. And I think, uh, you do have to take responsibility easier said than done, mm. but certainly I mean, he was somebody who just like straight up moved. He it was moved at a super young age to Philadelphia and uh, just got into like running a business and working his ass off. And, you know, that's, I, I feel like I definitely embodied that early when I, or, or not early, but kind of late, I think. Well, at least, at least you know, later than Benjamin your Franklin. life early as compared to today, but you sure. had a shitty situation dealt to you and you took it upon yourself to fix it, you know? and By learning, really. Yeah. And look, still fixing. And I have all things that I've messed up and still fixing and learning and forever fixing, forever learning. Yeah. Like as- I will be like, you know, not to say it's this person's fault. I take full responsibility, but this person did X, Y, and Z, and I will, you know, say whatever. But at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to fix it or not. Totally. And I think you got to learn to love the problem solving. Yeah. Like, le- like life is a puzzle. So treat it that way. Mm. You know, like figure out, you know, I was, we were actually building a puzzle recently and I'm like, why the fuck am I building a puzzle? <laughs> there's, so, there's no point to this besides at the end, the picture's done, but it is kind of like, I like doing it. It's like, the, I can see it be, I, we bought Legos mm. for Christmas just to build. Just like fun. not even like a spaceship Legos, just like blocks. No, 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 no. We bought uh, like a uh, boat, like oh. a boat Lego thing, but you can do multiple things with it. But anyway, it's like building a 3D puzzle. I was like, okay, I like this. It's figuring out shit. Yeah. It's cool. And it takes patience and time. Mm. Um, but yeah, you got you to gotta own it, basically. You know? And, other, and, and, and for lack of a better word, it's just like own your shit. Buy some books. Start reading. Get yourself out of it. Dig yourself out. Slowly but surely. You have debt? Well, you got debt. You got did debt. it. It ain't, it ain't going away. Yep. Now it's time to get rid of it. Like, right. such is life. So... The next one is steady diligence is the way to wealth. Now, obviously, we are advocates of that for sure. Mm. Um, you know, it's funny to read anybody's backstory and or not, not even backstory, like to, to know about anybody's existence. Like we know about ben, ben, Benjamin Franklin, but we don't know about each and every day that he lived his life struggling. Mm. We only know, hey, the bifocals, the, and the key, and the kite. Yeah, the highlights. We, we get the highlight reel. But the dude worked every day. He was not an overnight success. Uh, yeah, it took him. A, it says it took him a decade to move um, from to, to be an apprentice to a, a printing house to actually owning his own printing house and and then being a politician. Like it's, I mean, this guy's years. We just get the highlight reel, you know. And so, yeah, you, you've built a business that supports you. And, you know, it has however many articles on it or whatever. And, like, it's easy to look at something like that and be like, how could I ever? And it's one article at a time consistently. (sighs) I can't stress this enough. My whole life is built off of that principle. Anything good has come from that. Because I'm not super smart, just stubborn. You know, this is a really hard because 
I can sit here and say to you, it took me 10 plus years to get where I am now and mm-hmm. in, in starting my own business, like starting my own business took me 10 plus years. Am I proud of that? A hundred fucking percent, right? You clocked in every day. Dude, clocked in there. I just had to. I did, I, but also, I loved it. I loved every day doing it. It's like loving the fix, loving the learn, loving the process. But I can't say the same thing about my health. Mm. You know, it. I always struggle with that. I can't get. I somehow, for the life of me, you know, like need to own the responsibility, and I need to say, okay, like. I got to do something small every day because I, I, I always try to do it quickly. I'm 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 the get rich quick person of losing weight. It's like that's what I am. You, it's just like, you could get, build how do all I the wealth in the world, and then if you have a heart attack because you didn't get up from your desk, it was kind right. of for naught. Right. Exactly. So, but I am that like so. There is different avenues, and I think it's like just understanding that you know I am not going to like lose a million pounds overnight. It's not going to happen. I'm not even going to do it in a month. It's going to take me multiple years, but I have to do, I have to build in some sort of habit every single day and stay diligent to that. Mm. Uh, so that, you know, now like I can look at my bank account or my, or my investments accounts and go, well, like, dude, I can look at acorns, Mm. my acorns account, which is four years old. And I have 25, $2,500 in there. That's awesome, dude. It's awesome. And I, and, and and for context, uh, I'm talking about literally putting pennies a day, yeah, into into an account, just for, rounding for four up years. infinitely, right? Yeah, you know. and here I am with twenty five hundred dollars that I did not have four years ago, but it's there. Couch cushion just, money, couch cushion money. Yeah. So, what about investing in yourself and don't get stuck in your ways? Um. So, so there what were, does investing in yourself actually mean? Well. I, th- I think it is, I know it is. <laughs> it's often conflated often conflated with like an excuse for spending right and uh, like paying for education is a legitimate you know a- a use for investing yes, in yourself sure. but you know um, if you got a degree in pottery you know maybe not justified unless you really that was that's your life focus Um, also, uh, you know, just because there's something on course horse, that's cool. Fuck's course horse. Uh, It's it's this thing in New York. You can go and like, you know, I don't know, go to course horse and sign up for a pottery (laughs) class. Right. Like, or you could do that and like learn HTML or whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just learning things for the sake of, you know, learning and then justifying the expense isn't necessarily correct, but you know. You could also learn for free. You know, you could have done HTML on your own. Right. If it's going to parlay into you moving up in life. Right. Because you could learn how to do crossword puzzles. Which might be great for scratch-offs. Right. No, no, no it wouldn't. <laughs> no, that's true. They already have the words on there. Yeah. There's, there's things that are fun to learn and recognize that they're fun to learn, right? Mm. For me, homebrewing is fun to learn. doesn't necessarily – it's a hobby – doesn't necessarily pay the bills. And then there's things that are you learn to to level up. Right. Right. And I think me investing in homebrewing is a form of investing in myself for my mental health. Right. Uh, but not my mental wealth. <laughs> no. 
no, and, it's not. But the thing is, it doesn't all have to be only about money. But if of you course. find yourself a serial, uh, you know, excuse giver that you're investing in yourself, like maybe, you know, you're not. Yeah. And and it, and I guess I just want to accentuate that money wasn't necessary as part of the investing in yourself. Um. And then the the other piece, like the don't get stuck in your ways, he has he has these two quotes that that I, I really like. Uh, one is, when you're finished changing, you're finished. And through my whole life, the only consistent thing is that I have had to evolve. Like I I wasn't mm. able to find peak Andrew and then coast at peak Andrew. You know, it's right. Andrew has to change to fit whatever. Yeah. And, and and I know so many people that resonate with this story that I think of when I think of the second one. Huh. Oh, I, I actually read a study recently um, that people that have extreme – they did a study about people with extreme political views, mm-hmm. which is the idea of being stuck in your ways, whether you're super uh, right-leaning or super left-leaning. doesn't matter. But right. extreme those. Uh, they found out that those people don't think about thinking what do you mean? If that makes sense. So basically they never – so the reason why they're like um, you know, stuck in their ways and they're like – they have this weird blind confidence, right? Mm-hmm. It's like blissfully ignorant uh. like confidence, right? It's like because they've never thought about their own thinking. They've never thought like – they've never done introspective thinking about whether what they're saying affects anyone or whether it's right or wrong or or anything. They're just – sort of they're dummies i mean for lack of a better term they're dumb dumbs well so, so you say for lack of a better term is possibly described as the dunning kruger effect what's that um it is a cognitive bias in which people of low ability have illusionary superiority and mistakenly assess their cognitive ability as greater than it is and so mm. you know mm-hmm. you could be so people who think they're smart but they're not right like I, right the, the interesting thing is like um once you start to learn and and the more that you learn you realize that you know nothing like well but you have to right so so but you have to acknowledge that you know nothing and that is almost that's thinking about your own thinking yes right exactly which is which is humbling and hard to do and and no one likes being wrong but if you finally admit that you're wrong or you've done something wrong or you're or maybe what you've thought isn't isn't true and you question it then you can get out then you can then you can evolve and i think that was the i feel like i had that moment of when i was sort of living paycheck to paycheck and was about to hire my mom to basically give me an allowance at 25 years old mm-hmm. it was like I was this blindly confident dum dum mm. who was who was like, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's time for me to like one take responsibility for my position and where I am and for myself. Uh, and two, like maybe I'm stuck in this dumb way and I need to invest in myself. Which was like, you know what? Fine, uh, I'm wrong. I suck at money. I admit it. Uh, I don't know everything in the world. Let me read a book. And like that, that first initial moment of like wanting to do that, game changer. And I've been introspective ever since, and it and changed me. It's hard to uh, take that ego hit, and it's it's like a a one time oh, fee ego hit when you oh, just acknowledge that you know nothing, 
and you're small <laughs> and yeah. you have to like work, then yeah. you could actually, uh, totally random. But you know, uh, uh, I think, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I'm getting the story right, but I'm sort of like paraphrasing, I guess. Seinfeld keeps uh, pictures of galaxies around him when he works mm. so that he can feel how insignificant he is <laughs> in the world. That's awesome. Which is, that's that's some like next level shit. I can't even do that. That's right? too much. <laughs> that's too much for me. But it's like, I don't want to feel that small, but it's true. I mean, you know nothing. Like we, none of us know anything, which mm. is great. And even Steve Jobs has a quote. This whole world, were, this whole entire world world was built on people no smarter than you yeah it's like everyone's everyone's in the same boat same that's floating boat i think that was the the most amazing discovery of life is that there are certainly brilliant people and, and i have been lucky to meet and talk with some people that i've considered brilliant i am not one Thank of them you. and <laughs> i'm not one of them and chances are you know listening you're not and that's okay because <laughs> yeah. all the great things were done by normal people. Right. Normal, super normal. Yeah. Um, a spectrum of brilliance. And, and so one of one other quote to kind of like nail it in and I, I this I think of specific people when when I, I see this. Um it's some people die at 25 and aren't buried until 75. And it is this notion okay. of they have all of their personal growth, all of the th- like changes and, and things that they will discover in their life is complete. And now they are just carrying out life. But they have, they're not experiencing new things. Oh. They're not learning. They're essentially dead. So basically, once you reach 25, you've reached no. peak Andrew. <laughs> well, and then you've gone coasting for the rest of the No, it's, it's a some people. I, I hopefully haven't. No, I know. Right. Yeah. He said some people, yes. but like that would be the idea is that like you did all your growing until you hit 25 and then you've basically plateaued and you've coasted for the next 50 years. Mm. And you know, that's interesting. And you could take it to anything, right? You know, say like sushi, I mean, maybe you hate fish or whatever, or you're allergic, but you know, if you've never tried and, mm-hmm. but you hate it, you know, Oh, I hate those people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like at least so I hate sushi. I'm like, have you ever tried it? No. And look, you don't, you don't have to even like sushi. It could be whatever, but the, it just, you have to allow yourself the opportunity to have a bad experience. Yes. I can't wait to have kids. <laughs> and you give them all the bad experiences in their first yeah. year. Yeah. You're eating sushi. <laughs> I'm three. I can't even have sushi. teeth. So let's take a break and we'll oh. be back in a little bit. And we're back. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some more Benji Frank. Mm. Uh, this is probably my favorite Benjamin Franklin thing ever. Yeah, it is. Okay. Been so valuable to me when it has worked. Yeah. And when I lose it, I'm a, I'm a I utter useless mess. Couldn't agree with you more. About me Routine. specifically. Yeah, so we're talking about <laughs> routines. Routines being a great thing and good being a good thing. And and there is an and I think we'll we have to include a either, either a link to this or something yeah. in the show notes. There he he literally mapped out his day. Mm-hmm. And he has a solid routine that he does every day. And I'm and I'm sure 
you know, I know myself. I am a, I, we are all creatures of habit. I literally and, know how your morning works because you've explained it to me multiple times. And, and I, dude, I have the same, a similar like robotic routine that I go through. It wasn't like I crafted this. Mm. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I need to do these things in this order. You know, like the morning routine phenomena that's out there when you read any medium post or whatever. Fuck all that it's shit. It's taken man. to Just, the ultimate extreme. Ugh, like, God, I'm, okay, a- if you have to check a box when you brush your teeth, I think yeah. you've gone too far. You missed the signs. Yeah. You missed your turn off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You missed the exit. Uh, but, but routine is, there's bliss in routine. And I think routine is meditation. Mm. You know, the, there is. So, you know, people talk about like hacking your, you know, mind, body, whatever. I think the, or the only true hack that I have found is routines. And like, I, I, relate it to the fact that I could have a full conversation, chew gum, do whatever while I tie my shoes. Cause mm-hmm. I don't, I literally do not use my brain to do this. Yeah. And whenever you can put something in your life into autopilot like that, like it's like a cheat code. Yeah. So there is this thing that he drew. It, it starts from 5am and ends at 4am. So it's a whole full 24 hours and he has it broken down into these boxes and in the morning, he asks himself, what good shall I do this day? Which is such a, you know, 16th century thing to do. Or what is it? Uh, uh, 17th, uh, no, 18th century thing to do. Um, and in the evening, he asked, what good have I done today? Which is great. So he, so that's, he that, thinks that ahead journaling. and reflects. Yep. Great. Pre-mortem, post-mortem. Mm. Love it. Okay. So the first thing he does at fucking 5 a.m., <laughs> right is if i'm reading this right yeah <laughs> okay so all right i mean hey uh what was his time but he didn't have netflix so he went to bed early of course and i don't know what time yeah the, the, he went he went to sleep when the sun went down yeah and what's interesting is he doesn't sleep that long if you look at this but anyway uh he rises washes addresses uh and address powerful powerful goodness in 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 print or in uh, italics, mm. contrive days business and take the that's a resolution. Mm-hmm. Take the resolution of the day. All right, prosecute <laughs> the present study and breakfast. All right, so basically that's that's, that's three that. hours in the morning, five to seven. So he cleans himself, eats, thinks about what he's gonna do. Yeah, does some like weird. And BJ, BF shit. <laughs> BJ shit. B, yeah, BF <laughs> shit. Could be part of it. I don't know. Yeah. And then from. Ben jamming. He's been jamming all day. That's right. Uh, and then from, um, it looks like about 8 till 11, he works. Mm. And then at around uh, between uh, noon and 1, he reads, and overlooks his accounts, and eats. That would that would be opens mint and or QuickBooks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Categorizes <And> transactions <laughs> while he's eating a a, a salad. Filet of fish, <laughs> a salad, of course. Yeah, he that motherfucker did not a eat sweet salad, green so salad. Yeah, uh huh. I, I think he was the guy who. If I'm, there's a there's a book called Morning Rituals. Have you read that? Mm-mm. It's basically a collection of people of history's morning rituals that they've written down in some fashion or another. 
And I believe he was the guy who had like he had to have at least maybe it wasn't him, but I, I'll say it anyway. He had to have like 30 to 60 beans of coffee. Like he actually measured out each. He actually like counted the beans that he would drink. Hey, that, if that's what works. Yeah. Don't OD on my coffee. Yeah. He did a two hour lunch break. It's nice. It's a nice little lunch break mm. there. But when you work for yourself, that is a possibility. And it wasn't he didn't eat lunch. It, it says he dined. He dined. Correct. Uh, and then he worked from about two o'clock till five o'clock. And then from about six to nine, he put things in their place. He ate supper. He listened to music or diversion or conversation an examination of the day basically chilled out com- and had chilled dinner. the fuck out and ate and ate that's a netflix and chilled that's a four hour that's good four hours of like just fucking chilling out yeah two big chunks of work and then from 10 o'clock at night till 5 a.m he slept that is not many hours of sleep no seven yeah, I guess there's plenty of hours. He knew how many hours we really needed Yeah, before it was a, a thing. Yeah, cool. And that was his routine. So um, not directly related, although okay. kind of, and I thought it was a really deep thing. You could even like talk on it. Uh, there's this quote where, where uh, he said, either write something worth reading or mm. do something worth writing. So That if, was his? That was his. And so oh, say, man. you know, you know, writing is your thing or you yeah. want to write a, a book. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you want to teach people something and you sit down and you don't have anything. Well, then you have to go do something so that you have things to write about. Right. And so it's really about uh, just doing and being and not sitting and idling. Yeah. So he was uh, he wrote at a super young age, popular shit. He used to send um, things to the newspaper that would be published when he was a kid. Mm. And, he, he would, and, he, and he pretended like he was an older woman. Some people say he was the original father of erotica. Oh, really? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I didn't read that, but But I talk about the street cred. In the later in his life, he was he was fucking prostitutes and rats. <laughs> I was like, that's why he's on the hundred dollar bill and not the five. Yeah, <laughs> he knew how to make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this guy uh, super into routine. He this idea of like writing something worth reading or doing something worth writing is one of my favorite quotes. And I'm not a quote collector by any means, but that is certainly something that I I read once and was like. That's profound. Mm. That's amazing. And I I think he I think he definitely was the latter part of that quote for sure. Yeah. Um he definitely wrote a fuck ton. The guy wrote he's prolific, right? He also did a lot of things worth writing about. Yeah. So he kind of embodied both, but I would say that his writing is the reason why we know about him and probably um the reason he stands the test of time as an individual is because of how much he wrote. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, um, anyway, routine is super important. I think mainly for a meditation purpose, I think for saving, if I bring it back to personal finance for a second, like, Mm. um, if you have a routine of like, you know, checking something every day or every week. Yeah. So plan ahead and expect the best. 
Um, so there are, and I, I, mean, I know you know people like this. They're like doomsayers. Me. Um, I don't. I don't think you're you're a doomsayer. No? You're, you're rather you're rather optimistic. I think okay. you're you're uh, you're very practical. You're um, you're you're a skeptic. Yes. But I don't. I don't think that you're negative. I think negative would be. Um, I can't. Right. And I don't. Right, th- I don't think you have it. Okay, that's fair. And so, uh, and and his quote on this is: uh, "Do not anticipate trouble." Or worry about what may never happen. Keep in the sunlight. And easier said than done, my friend. Uh, for sure. I mean, look, all of these things are like forever works of progress. But you can get in your car, and as, and then when you get in your car, you close a door, and you think about how it's one of the biggest killers of people in the United States. And then you can put yeah. on your seatbelt and think about how many children died driving a car and then you can yeah. go down the street and you can think of what all the chances you could have been t-boned in the intersection but mm. like you you obviously want to try and avoid these things but all these negative thoughts of what can go wrong aren't helping you be mindful about getting to where you need to go safely and the same is true about your money and yes the market can crash it not it can crash it will crash you know, it will crash multiple times in your life if you're lucky to live that long and spend less time preparing for the bad and more trying to do uh, things that are good for you. Hmm. That was profound. Thank you. Yes. Nailed it. Ta- only takes me 53 minutes to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, let's move forward. Hmm. Be content and don't compromise your integrity for money. Interesting. So BF said, uh, content makes poor men rich. Discontent makes rich men poor. And so you you would think that like in order to build wealth, you must be discontent with your situation. But mm. di- you have to be happy with where you are and build on that. That's super interesting because I will say that the way I can relate to this quote in my own way is whenever I feel pressure, whenever I feel like, ah, shit, I have to make money immediately. I am screwed. This, I'm so screwed. I make awful decisions, mm. decisions that end up costing me more money in the long run. But if I'm, if I'm not in that situation, I'm always in a very positive situation situation that's when i make the most money so i always make the most money when i am already good so it's like you might you might be in a situation right now where you're you know maybe feeling the 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 noose tighten with the with the you know money pressure or whatever Mm -hmm. right and though that moment that moment of like do or die is when you make the worst decisions about your own money and about anything in life I noticed that with a lot of uh, make money online blogger types, you know, the, in the entrepreneur space, whenever they're feeling the, 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 the grip, you know, it's when they do something silly or they're like, oh, we got to do this other thing. We got to invest in this. And we, they, they end up spending more. They end up like getting into a, a, an area of business that makes no sense or you end up investing in, you know, like, oh, I'm fucking tight on money. You know what? I'm putting all of my money into these penny stocks, like mm. I, because I'm going to make money overnight. And or you, on you, black, you these, because damn, if I black. don't need to double this right now. 
Right, exactly. And you make these horrible decisions when the pressure is when the pressure is on. But when you're, but when you start to take when you take that moment and go, okay, like what's one thing I can change today that will progress me in the future? And whether that's with health, in my case, like getting on a fucking treadmill or whatever, uh, or eating uh, not a donut. Not that that's my problem, but you know, I love in donuts. general, I I could <laughs> go without. I'm not a sweet tooth person. It's more like eating an entire bag of popcorn. Look. But like. The thing is, no matter where you are in life, you always want more. Like, you know, you were telling me that you want to get in better shape, you know, and, yeah. and you could you could want to earn more money. You could be retired and, and want like it is human nature. But you have to. I don't know. Fight it. Yeah. Be content. Finally. Be humble, my friends. Hmm. You love this word, I think. Humble, the 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 non-avoiding hubris. Yes. Um, I you know. Th- hmm. I think of you every time because you were you, you use the word. I, the first time I ever heard the word hubris was from you. Yes. So hubris. <laughs> don't be proud of that. Because <laughs> you were like, I love hubris. <laughs> no, but, I was. <laughs> Uh, so I remember, uh, hearing Elon Musk talk about the model X mm-hmm. and he said that, that was a lesson in hubris where they were like riding too high on the horse, flying too close to the sun and did something silly and stupid to mm-hmm. flex their muscles. All the stories that you read about, you know, like, so say you take James Altrisher, you know, he's like one of these like big ones that talk about his rise and fall and rise and fall. And there's a million ones and the stories are always the same. He's on my shit list right now. And I know, I know why, but, but you know, the story is still worth the story. And the thing is you were, you're a humble person when you were born and then you learned all these things, you found success, hopefully. And if you let that, get in your eyes, it will blind you to the obvious. Lehman Brothers, I was filled with around, everyone was brilliant, all a million times smarter than me, but they're all too smart to see the obvious. It was, it was hubris. And, and many times in my life, I have caught myself, sadly, after not being humble. And, and I think uh, it is the easiest destroyer. Um, and how was Ben Franklin humble? Uh, so he was incredibly humble. Um, he was incredibly generous. Uh, like there was this thing where like uh, he had earned his first money and he had bought three loaves of bread and he like literally gave one to you know a woman and and the child and kept one for himself. You know yeah. as a and I, I think uh, his his view on it was that um, he is no better than. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, this is a quote that you have here. Not, not from by, him, not by him, yeah, but it, by, it yeah. moves me deeply. You want to say it? You sure. Say it. It's uh, it's humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. So you can be confident. You could be successful. Yes. But you don't have to think about yourself constantly yeah and you'd probably better off if you didn't i think that's a good place to end it what do you think yes i think benjamin franklin is a great 
I, I think I would re- I recommend the book, uh, the biography. Uh, if you're into politics, which I am, uh, but I, at a certain point of the book, <laughs> I, I fell off. Hmm. Yeah, but a, a lot of the early his early life is is fascinating as an entrepreneur. Uh, it's incredibly fascinating. He has these things called uh, juntos, which are uh, these these basically the original. If you're familiar with what a mastermind is in this online space that mm. we live in, it's when a bunch of people get oh together. And he invented the mastermind. He invented the master. Well, he invented yes, he invented them. I'm I'm saying that he invented the mastermind. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh. electricity, the mastermind. This guy is ridiculous. Yeah, he was he was prolific. He was a constant creator. He he was a. Uh, a diplomat he brought people together he was a he was a man of philadelphia he he renaissance man like mm-hmm. just did it all and was humble about it and you know you know obviously we never got to interview him like on a on a podcast and we never got to see him talk on tv but people never get back to us it's kind of ridiculous it's yeah it's been a constant struggle trying to get him on the show but uh you know we don't know everything but we know is in writing mm and accounts of him and letters that he wrote to his wife, you know, back and forth from overseas. So we know a lot about him, but you know, everyone, uh, you won't always be all these things. You won't always be content. You won't always be humble. You won't always plan. But if you could be half these things, half the time, you're doing pretty damn good. There you go. So if you missed anything or you think we missed anything, We'll have everything in the show notes. Don't worry about that. You can check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. Please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber too. That would be very important mm. for you and mm. your friends and mm. for us. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on this show, email us, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And all the tools and resources we normally mention on this show are available at all times at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox, all one word. So that's it. Andrew, later, man. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show.